Previously on Just Cow in the City. I've got a story for you today that is one of the greatest stories that anyone's ever told on a podcast. There's only one room for that kind of person, and that's me. Get a life, Juice. Of course they were supposed to take it off the bill. What the fuck? I wanted to drive, but the producers thought a helicopter might be more dramatic. <sighs> Do you know my net worth? I don't even take my pants off of my own house. David Jessica has a podcast. And the summer will be a blast. Can't believe he's 70. Cause he acts like he's 23. He's a mess and sometimes giddy. But he'll always be just guy in the city. Tell us more, tell us more. Is that what you want? Tell us more, tell us more. Should I move to Vermont? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the final show of the season of Just Cow in the City. We are talking about episode number 435, combining all three named podcasts, and number 83 of Just Cow in the City. These are just the names. The podcast is 435 episodes. But yes, this August 22 episode Tuesday, August 22nd, is the final show of the season. We take a break next week, and then we start again. The big fall wind up all the way until 2024 on September 5th. And that is an exciting time. Now, normally, I would just tell you, I should have not even done a podcast today. I should have waited till next week, but this is the way it works. So what are you going to do? Because I am under the weather. Although I'm much better today. Much better today. Got very sick. Why? Oh, I don't know. Let's go back to my other episodes where it seems like I like to party for four days around my birthday. And then I get sick every goddamn year. I mean, it's like a joke. I should just always plan to take off on August 14th through the 20th because I'm going to get sick. I I, I mean, I'm like an idiot. I mean, who turns this, you know, old age and still doesn't get it that you cannot party. But, you know, you know, though, I was about to say you cannot party like a 20 year old, you know, 40 years later. But the thing is. I was getting sick like that at 20 anyway. I can't do a four-day run. That's it's never been for me. So I've been getting sick since the 80s uh, with too much, too much indulging in spirits and, and of the flesh and the hanging around and the, you know, yelling and screaming and being on the street late. No sleep. That's what it is for me always. No sleep. I don't know whether you can tell. My voice is a little off, but I'm telling you, I feel so much better. I was pretty much out of it on Tuesday, and it was part being hungover, and then it just turned into sickness with, I guess, a fever and the whole works, and then rest and relaxation completely helped. That's uh, It was so obvious that I needed sleep because I deprive myself of sleep all the time, but especially for some reason around my birthday, I really get it together and really go for it. And then this happens. What are you going to do? I mean, this is, this is uh, you know, and I'll probably do the same thing next year, too. Because even though I say, hey, I'm going to make it mellow this year, I'm going to make it mellow. But, you know, everybody says, oh, I'll take you out, I'll take you out. And it's a good time. And you know how it is. Everybody likes to party on their birthday, the birthday month, the birthday week, whatever it is in your life. I am a birthday guy. I like to celebrate other people's birthdays as well. You all know this. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Go through life not having any fun. I mean, come on. And I got to say, it just started with last week when I told you that story. I went out on Thursday night with Hannah. Hannah, I went out with Hannah and we had a good old fashioned time. I didn't realize I was in love with Hannah until I tried to bang the shit out of her sister in a hotel room. Wait, what is it? I repaid her by banging her sister in a hotel room. What passion today with Lee? She's a volcano. 
It was a totally fulfilling experience, just as I dreamed it would be. That's what it was. It was like living out a dream, a great dream. And now I feel very good and cozy being here next to Hannah. There's something very lovely and real about Hannah. She gives me a very deep feeling of being part of something. She's a wonderful woman, and I betrayed her. She came into my empty life and changed it, and I paid her back by banging her sister in a hotel room. God, I'm despicable. Now I almost want to marry Hannah so I can actually bang her sister in a hotel room and just do that exact line. So I'm like, you know, then I don't know whether I'd feel bad. I'm like, wait a minute, did I marry Hannah because I wanted to use that line from Hannah and her sisters, or do I really love Hannah? Well, the confusion would be up to you. You'd have to figure it out on your own. We all know that many times I will even date people uh, for a gag. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, really, we just have to look as, uh, well, no, no, I'm not going to say Molly because Molly Heckerling is the greatest. I, well, if we went out, that would, I mean, but I really have, okay, this is coming out of no. No, I, I love her. I thought she was going to hang out with me on Monday and she just couldn't make it. I really like, I like her separately. Well, we see now. I, yeah, but but I'm good about not asking questions about her mom. I was obs- I'm just I'm just trying to put it into perspective with the way I felt about Ginger's mother from Gilligan's Island, Ginger's daughter from Gilligan's Island. I mean, I really did like her, and we did hit it off. But I did ask a lot of questions about her mom back then. But that was probably before I met any kind of celebrities, kids, or I never got that close. Now I'm a little better off. But I think Molly is just the greatest person. The fact that, you know, her dad is Harold Ramis and her mom is Amy Hecker, I mean, whatever, right? I mean, okay, it is exciting. But I would like Molly, I think we all agree that Molly would be great even if those weren't her parents. I mean, she's just damn cool. But yeah, uh, so I'm just, (laughs) so to date somebody just for their name alone, and I know she does have sisters, that I could uh, have a relationship and and use all the lines from Hannah and her sisters. Well, that's just sick, really. That's just just a sick, perverted mind of an individual that has difficulty going back and forth on reality. And that, well, that's me. I'm incredibly insane. That's an insane thing to say. And yet, here we are, and I just want to say, I, I, I do love Hannah. I mean, why shouldn't I? I, I? She's such a lovely person. She never wants to hurt anyone. And yet, I'm obsessed with her sister. Oh, Lee, Lee, marriage has been good for you. I was, I'm trying to do the last line now. I can't even do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I better go back to the Max Moncino with also Hannah's sister. I should have married you when I had the chance. Oh, and now you go off sneaking behind me. Well, that's the other thing. See, I would like to play both roles. So then if Hannah's, the, the girl I'm going out with in, in Boston, if her sister's married to somebody else, then if I could also be the guy that's being cheated on, then I could play that part as well. I'm too, you've been kissed tonight. I'm too smart for you. See, that's an insane, split personality, crazy person weirdo. Or an absolute genius. <laughs> You know, it's a fine line between creativity and stupid. And I think I like to cross that line. And I certainly did that this week. I am going to see Back to the Future this evening uh, with my sister, my niece, my nephew, my brother-in-law, and I bought six tickets. And I said, well, I'm going to get a six ticket for a, a girl, a random girl of my choice that I choose will be good enough, a date that I choose, I will be able to subject my sister and family to. And that person I chose to go with to see Back to the Future is Alan Altman. Yes, I am taking my boyfriend again. 
<laughs> out to the theater tonight. Well, as usual, I weighed all my options. Could I take my friend Teethy, who's 19? Yes. Would my sister be like, what the hell? I mean, would everybody love her like they did Ashley at Billy's? What? Yes. Could we go out after for drinks? No, but neither can Billy. He's not 21 for another month. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not suggesting subjecting my sister, my friend, for somebody that's younger than my nephew. This is insane. I just can't do it. As much as I'd love to take her, can't do it. So who else is left? You know? Who I, you know who I asked? I asked Liz from the cellar. She said she's working. I thought that would be a very good move because, you know, the problems I'm having there. Then I asked Val from the cellar. I thought these were good moves. These are nice women and friends who like the theater, and I thought it would be a good plan to have them. And the more uh, women I thought, and I, I, I definitely wasn't going to take that girl from the Tuesday dinner, obviously, who still hasn't you know thanked me or anything. Uh, I actually did ask Jeff Ross, but he has a, a show, and that, and that you know that's when I started going to the men. And my sister's like, maybe maybe a Lana or a memo would be good. And I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I know Alon. I'm just trying to think who likes Back to the Future the most. Who's going to respect? It? And I know Alon likes it because when we do Billy Joel, he does a lot of Back to the Future parodies. So I got to take somebody that's going to get it. And how much fun this is going to be and get all the references. Alana's the right choice. As I thought my friend Vincent was when I took him to Sarah's show. And then he left before my thing. But he had a bad back. Well, what are you going to do? And I thought about taking Vincent. Because, you know, we like to go see shows together. But this guy always leaves an intermission. My sister didn't seem to have a problem with that. Because I wouldn't be left alone. But again, you know, come on. I want somebody to stay for the whole thing. So we can talk about it later. And Alan and I can talk about it on the Billy Joel podcast because we always talk about nonsense, especially on bad songs, which one we have coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, we have a lot of still the unreleased songs where we're going to need content to talk about so we can make a 40-minute podcast that should only be 10. But that's what we do. That's what I do on this show as well. And try and take a full... That's what I do in my act. I take seven minutes and somehow make it into 20. I That's why you never heard of me before. It's a, it's a pickle. It's a pickle. But I'm very excited about it. Very excited. And thank God I feel better. I feel so much better. I don't know what happened. But I was sleeping for like 12 hours. Then another 12 hours. But I still worked. I still worked during all that. I mean, I didn't go to work. And I just, but I worked because, because I am a diligent employee. I should have called in. But I don't do that. And I didn't want to let anybody down because there's people on vacation and there's other people, I'm like, you know, I, I'm not that kind of employee that other people do. Now, in my department that I work in, everybody's actually pretty good. But I was just talking to somebody at my last job, and they're like, oh, you know, Christina, she always takes off when everybody's, you know, on vacation, and then she'll call in. And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. That's so uncool when somebody does that. And I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a team player even at a job I don't want to be at. Now about that? I was talking to my mother about that today. I say, thank God. Thank God. I have a work ethic. I don't, I would be lost on the street if I did. I mean, my personality doesn't mesh with a, a good work ethic for some, a place I don't want to be at again. Not saying the job is bad. It's just my, you know, rather be making television shows or something. But thank God. But I guess that's, but I guess I do have it in the, other stuff too. Obviously, I have a very good work ethic when it comes to making this podcast, which makes a little bit of money. Thank you, thank God for you Patreon subscribers, and I'm very obviously diligent about putting out a podcast every week, even though sick or whatever. Except for the two, and we had three weeks this week because um, July Fourth came out on a Tuesday. But normally, just fifty shows a, uh, a year without fail. Billy Joel, the same thing. And then the Tuesday show. I mean, I guess that is a pretty good work ethic for stuff that I want to do. So I don't know. I guess I feel good about myself sometimes, but I'm just not sure what it's for and, and how it all ends in the long run. But let's just start out 
with uh, what uh, the only couple things I did this week. I'm mean, going to pretty much can talk Friday to Tuesday, and that's about it. I mean, yesterday and and Wednesday, I I just did nothing. I just slept. You know, I took one of those Mucinex nighttime things. Some I saw some leftovers I had. Who knows when they were? Maybe they were just a year ago. You know, as I get sick every year on my birthday, and I said to myself. I'm going to take one tonight. Like I took a sleeping pill, I think on t- Tuesday. Yeah, I took a sleeping pill on Tuesday night so I would get a really good night's rest and that worked very well. And then I took the Mucinex on Wednesday night and I said, I'll take that Wednesday, but that's the last day I'm going to take it. And I don't mind taking medication. I'm not one of those crazy people or anything. The problem is with those medications, whether it's NyQuil or the night, those nighttime medications, is the next day, you know, you feel like more shit. You know, really, it's always a fog. And it's not the normal sick fog. It's the drug maybe working. I don't know. But I always know the next day after taking a nighttime medication pill, I feel wavy and weird and awkward but I usually know it it goes away towards the next night. So if you really want to knock it out of your system, maybe you do it two nights in a row, but I'm like, no, I'm not doing that because I was not going to take one Thursday night and wake up Friday like this when I knew I was going to see the show, which was a smart move because I feel much better. Like last night when I went to bed, I already felt better. I already felt like, okay, I think you know I'm out of the bad part and I feel confident that I can... Uh, have a good time today and and be coherent and even do the podcast and all that kind of stuff, which I don't think I could have done either Tuesday or Wednesday for sure. But I usually get over colds pretty quick. And uh, anyway, on Friday, as I told you, my friends Joe and Julia came over my house so they could get massages. I mean, how funny is that, that I didn't get one, but I had two friends come over and they have the what do you call it? The massage table was bought in, was flown in from Amazon. And they came at two o'clock. I guess Julia went first. So then I just sat and talked to Joe for an hour, for an hour. And then Joe went in and I talked to Julia for an hour without the TV on or anything. We just sat in my, I mean, by the time Julia came in, she was so relaxed. I must've been talking of of my, I was telling her about my time travel course. It was actually really good for me talking to Julia. Julia was so relaxed. She had nothing. She never has anything to say anyway, but she was so relaxed. She did. I don't think she cared that I was just talking and talking and talking. I wasn't asking for a response. I was just telling her stuff about time travel movies and everything. It was probably good for me to kind of, you know, get it together to, Oh, this is what I'm going to be teaching about and getting excited about it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we just, I saw, I just talked for two hours, which of course is easy for me to do, even though I just talked for an hour and a half on the podcast before that. But whatever. And then we went out to the Isle of Capri for another chicken parm dinner at like five o'clock in the afternoon, which they're apparently open. And I was like that, you know, I was like, it's not necessary because I knew I was going to go out at night. Well, I didn't know what the thing. Well, let me just finish the Isle of Capri. So I went to the Isle of Capri and had the chicken parm, of course. I got some cheese this that there wasn't a cheese issue this time, even though I told, you know, I told them about it. So it was kind of upsetting that there was no cheese, but this time they still wouldn't bring me a dessert menu. They, they the guy's like, do you want dessert? I'm like, uh, what do you have? Can we see the menu? He's like, no, no, here's what we have. And he started rattling them off and I go, no, 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 I'm not falling for that again. Can I see the menu? No, we don't have a dessert menu. And I'm like, forget it then. We don't want dessert. I know they got a dessert menu because I think it's on the regular menu. Why can't you just bring us the regular menu again? Because I'm not falling for that chips and cannoli thing again. Now, I didn't think I wanted any dessert, but I always like to look at the menu. Why are people so angry about bringing the menu? Do you know how at that place it takes them a half hour to get the check after we're all finished anyway? What do they care if they give us the menu for one last time? You know, I got trouble with that. Meanwhile, they usually give you like free cookies and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. And they give you a little limoncello after, but I, we didn't really want any of that. I don't think I drank or anything. Or did I have a glass? No, no, no. It just had ginger ale. And everything was fine. But remember, I was already down because Thursday I drank a lot with Hannah. <laughs> and 
you know, day drinking and stuff. So Friday, we were already out and drinking. I went home and showered, and I decided I would meet with Olga. She texted. She goes, it's our birthdays coming up. Her birthday is the 14th. So can't we just meet and talk a little bit? I haven't seen you in a long time. I said, yeah, let's do that. So we met at Molly's Tavern. That way I figured if she gets that wasted, they're used to that kind of stuff. And I don't know what kind of wine they served there, but I guess they did. And we had a nice time. We had a nice time. It was all right. I remember I walked down there, so it was nice. But because I had a full meal the whole night, and maybe I had five drinks, I was not drunk at all. It was beautiful because I had that chicken parm before, so it was like really soaking it up. So, you know, I was not getting wasted in any kind. So I guess I had, you know, a couple of black and tans. I might have had three. Yeah. And then we decided to go. So she had a spot at midnight. So that was my out. Yeah, this was the problem. She had a spot at the stand at midnight. And I'm like, beautiful. I'll be home. Everything will be cool. This is how I got sick. I'm positive. If she, if that's the spot got canceled, if the spot hadn't gotten canceled, I would have dropped her off at the stand. I would have gone home. I would have slept in perfect amount of time for work. I wouldn't have had that many drinks. And I think I would have been totally illness clear. But her spot got canceled. And so then we went searching for another bar. We ended up going to that bar, you know, next to the cellar, which I'm like, I don't know if I want to take you there because, you know, I don't like you going in there. I've heard you've been going in there without me. I don't like it. She's like, yeah, I've been going in there, but whatever so that was the only place i knew and she lives down that way and we were down that way i met her at molly's because she was doing a thing by union square and i said well i'll be polite and i'll pick a place near her place that i like so it would be like home field advantage in a way and then we went to the the bar i go to on third street and i'm glad we went there because i like to see my friends Again, I feel like I have home field advantage. And they were like, oh, what are you guys doing together? You know, they, they, everybody knows the story. And that's where things turned, of course, because, I mean, not turn, turn, but I mean, that's where she gets, you know, pretty hammered. And I'm like, she's going to spill it. She's going to spill it. I'm, I'm just staring at her. She can talk a hundred times and I'm just watching. I'm like, she's going to spill that wine on me. I know it. I know she's going to spill that glass. It's driving me crazy. She's such a mess and discoordinated. I don't know how she gets home. I don't know what she does. I guess I haven't missed any of that. But if we had left at midnight, I would have said, oh, we had a really nice time together. You know what I'm saying? But then it continued. And then she went to the point where, you know, she has too much. And I said, well, I can't leave her alone like this. I'll, I'll walk her to a point, I guess, where I can... Maybe she can get home, but she's like stumbling around. So we go down Thursday. I'm saying, I really don't like going down this street. She goes, well, I live on this street. And I'm like, all right. Because I just, I didn't want to go past the cellar. I just wasn't in the mood. But we didn't have to go past the cellar, but we did. Because we had to go past the Village Underground on 3rd Street. And then we run into, you know, like Artie Fuqua and Matt Richards and a couple of people from the cellar, like this guy Vishnu and this uh, girl, this uh, Asian girl. What was her name? She's really cute. And I had heard about her before, and I can't remember. I can't remember her name. She was really nice, and we were all sitting there and talking. And Artie Fuqua is, you know, he's got a lot of money now from a settlement from the Walmart people. You know, he was in the accident with Tracy Morgan, and he's got this beautiful, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, you know, the cars with the no roof, uh, like a convertible. And he just has the car parked outside. So we're just like leaning on the car like we're right out of Greece, hanging around, you know, the city. And, you know, it's just I'm just like, Jesus Christ, it's like three o'clock in the morning already. I'm like so ready to go. I know I got to work in the morning. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just going with the flow. It's a nice night out and we're all having a good time kind of talking and laughing and hanging out by the car. And this other girl, this I can't remember her name. She was really nice, and we were having a nice talk, and everybody was cool. 
you know, I'm just thinking to myself, there's a funny way to end. There's a, a funny way that I never thought the night would end. Wake up in the morning, go to Dunkin' Donuts, do the podcast, have people get massages at my house, go out to dinner with them, come home, shower, go out to drink with my friend and then end up on the street on the on a street corner with a car as if i'm from a 1950s movie hanging out like yeah hey i heard duty's gonna be here later on i heard uh, duty's coming hey yeah duty's coming hey stephanie how come we never talk about how we feel about each other when we're dancing and more about that later but yeah, then there's you know rats and mice running around too, and I'm like, yeah, I'm th- this is when I get sick. I mean, there's vermin all over the place, running in and out of everywhere, and I'm just you know there. And I said to Olga, I'm like, do you, I'm like, well, I'm gonna leave. And she's like, what do you mean you're gonna leave? You're not gonna walk me home? And I'm like, no, I, I, it's what is it? Four in the morning already. I got I got to work at. Uh, I got to wake up at seven. And she's like, and I'm like, all right, I'll walk you home if you leave now. You can't get her to leave anywhere. She loves talking and hanging around. I mean, it's like me, but she just will hang out all night. And I'm like, Artie, would you drive her home, please? And he goes, yeah, I'll drive her home. Thank you. And I leave. And she goes, you're leaving? I'm like, yes, I'm done with you now. <laughs> I, I mean, there's just no anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Uh, what am I, 100? I, I, I don't have time to hang on, on, on somebody's car with my sleeves rolled up and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice fresh breeze walking by there. Yeah. What's up, baby? I mean, that's pretty much what we were doing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a cool breeze walking by. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, like, what time are you supposed to do that until? Until daylight, which was in an hour. And I go home. Thank God I wasn't I wasn't feeling drunk, but obviously I was drunk because I had a lot to drink. But I didn't feel drunk. And I'm like, oh, I feel good. Like, I'm not going to have trouble waking up in the morning. But I definitely don't want to take a taxi or anything home because I want to take my time getting home to just relax a little bit. So, of course, I took a city bike, I think. No, I walked a little right because there were no bikes. Right? I don't even remember. I just I remember walking and there were so many rats and mice because I haven't been out that late where everything is shut down in a very long time, I think. I mean, it was definitely after four. And the city, you know, is it's interesting. One day you have to experience when everything's over and everyone's gone and it's very quiet. And all that's left is right rats and mice, and they're all over the place, and they really do take over in it, and it's really fucked up. And of course, I mean, I probably didn't get a cold from them, but I mean, just the whole not sleeping thing is probably the issue. But if you're hanging out with vermin and garbage on the street, it's not like you're helping your cause in any way. It can't be healthy. So then I think I finally uh, ended up taking a bike home. And then, of course, then of course, yeah, I think it started to rain. I'm like, well, that's just perfect. And then I made it home and I guess went right to bed and woke up for work the next day because two hours later, because that is what I do. I didn't have anything to do Saturday. I made sure I didn't have anything to do because I knew I was going out Friday. I knew I was going out Sunday. I knew I was going out Monday. So I didn't really care. Like, I kind of wanted to maybe see something. I almost called my niece and said, do you want to do something Saturday? But my sister beat me to it and brought uh, my niece into Central Park, and they went running. And I'm like, well, we could have dinner later. But they, you know, they finish at 3 or 4. And I'm like, well, I'm not finished till 4. But and I guess it's better that I didn't anyway. I never got any sleep. I didn't get my one o'clock sleep because Alan and I had to do a podcast at lunchtime. And I guess I just never slept again until that night. And then I woke up and went to work again. And then on Sunday night, we went to Wolfgang's. Me, Atel, Russ Maneev, Nick Griffin, and we included Jeff Ross this time. Because Dave says, we're, you know, let's go out for dinner for the birthday because, you know, it's usually the four of us, but Jeff was in town. So I'm like, why don't you come with us? And he's like, pick a place. And I was trying not to pick a place 
that was that expensive this time. I said I'd be good with Chinese food. I'd be good with something else. But it just keeps coming back. The Wolfgang's so easy. And I like it. But I really felt bad about it. And then Russ goes, hey, don't pick a crummy diner this time. You know, pick something nice. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, well, let's just do the Wolfgang's. Let's do, do the one on Park Avenue that we never go to. It's an old subway station. And it's cool. And I felt bad because I know it's really expensive. And I think the whole meal costs 800 bucks. Jeff gave me the receipt. He's, he signed it. He goes, happy birthday, you motherfucker. He didn't, he didn't write that, but he's like, but he wrote, the bill was ridiculous, and I feel bad. I know Dave and Jeff are going to pick it up, and Russ and Nick always pay. So, you know, this is what we do. But, yeah, I, I just don't, that's, you know, it's like if you want to ask me, I'm always going to want to go there. And at least we all agreed it was fantastic. I mean, this particular time, for some reason, it was better than the other time. We all agreed it was a delicious meal. Like, everybody was really happy. I had two glasses of wine. You know, we had the steak, the ice cream, all the stuff I like, everything I liked. It was a really pleasant time. We had a good time. We we hung out for... Jeff was able to calm down the the usual melee that happens with the tell where we have to order really quick. He's like, no, no, let's order appetizer. Let's, let's relax a little. If we order appetizer and the meal will be out of here in 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, this guy gets it. This guy is up for having, you know, the other guys are always in a rush. Well, Russ isn't, but so I'm glad we brought Jeff along. Cause he was like, yeah, let's, let's hold on a second. And he was right. Let's just space it out a little bit. Why don't we got to order everything at once? Let's relax a little bit. Love it. Love it. I wouldn't mind doing that again next time, but, you know, people I'm always with, they're always in a rush. As you know, and I was in no rush to do anything, and then we left, and there was a table across the, you know, the way that knew Jeff and Dave, and they wanted photographs, and, you know, it was great. They were Everybody was nice in there, and then we just kind of hung around the street just like we did the night <laughs> leaning on this guy's car again <laughs> like what the fuck is happening what, what am i doing right out of but well i don't know like what am i the the warriors or something i'm hanging out like hey kids get off my car yeah you better watch your mouth there but buster i don't i don't know I got to learn to smoke cigarettes and roll up my sleeves because otherwise I don't think I'm going to be able to live in this city anymore for my birthday. Next birthday, I'm going to have to change my wardrobe, get the, the you know shirt sleeve shirt, roll it up, put some ciggy butts in there because now I hang around people's cars late at night just waiting for action. Yeah, how you doing? You looking good. And we just talked to this family after they had their kids and everything. And we were just talking to people on the street because it was a really nice night again. You know, besides a couple of really hot days when I'm not even sure how hot they were. Like I said, I've seen them before. It's It's been a fantastic summer. It's it's kind of funny that it's been hot for everyone else. Or maybe it hasn't. Maybe people just, again, forget it does get hot in the summer. But I would say New York City has had a very extremely mild summer. And the weather has been terrific. Especially, yeah, it still gets muggy, but... It's expected in August, and there's always been kind of a cool breeze. Well, I'll tell you, I saw the news today, and they're having a, maybe a hurricane in California. And then you say to yourself, in, in Los Angeles, and then you say to yourself, okay, all right. Something is real fucked up. I mean, this, this just doesn't make any sense. We know about global warming, but it seems like it's escalating so fast that there has to almost be another explanation, right? That all of a sudden it's hot everywhere on the planet and everybody's going through temperatures apparently they've never seen. There's going to be a hurricane in Los Angeles this weekend. There's, you know, crazy snowstorms that we haven't seen before. There's wildfires in Hawaii. I mean, we're definitely seeing unprecedented things before, but it's just, I'm like, wait a minute. We know about global warming, but you're telling me it's all escalating within a year? Isn't this supposed to take hundreds of years before it gets bad? I mean, is it? are we in a dire situation right now that I don't even know who can acknowledge this? Or is it made up by the 
the, the press. I, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, it's really out of control, the stuff we never saw when we were kids. So, again, I always say these are weather maybe goes in 100 or 200 year cycles. And maybe all this happened once before and we just didn't hear about it because nobody had any news and nobody lived here at that point. So maybe it just goes in 100-year cycles. And, of course, now if they say the last hurricane in L.A. was 1935, well, of course, nobody's going to hear about it then. And I don't remember hearing about anything then. But, you know, news just didn't travel. And now we know about stuff all around the world. And I don't know, because, because otherwise, if it's the other way, where global warming is happening that quickly, that it's getting bad every day instead of every hundred years, we're in huge trouble. <laughs> like in our lifetimes. What? That's supposed to happen after I'm long gone. That's why I don't got to worry about that. That's why I use a gas guzzler. Who cares? Last stop, Monday morning, I go to work, and I come home early. You know, I come home, instead of going to lunch, I just come home, because I'm like, let me prepare for tonight. I take a nap. When I wake up, I ain't feeling that great. And I'm like, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Well, let me tell you something right now. There's no way I'm not going to that show. I thought for, for sure I might lose my voice or something. Nothing bad happened. But I could feel something coming on. You know how it is. So obviously, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing I caught it on Friday, but I guess that, well, the sleep and all that, because you, you would feel it like it wouldn't take two days. You, pretty much when you catch it, you got to feel it that next day. So I must have caught it. Maybe I felt it on Sunday. So maybe I caught it like, well, no, that would have been Friday. Cause, well, what's the difference? Something was wrong, but I wasn't going to, you know, <laughs> screw that, right? So I, I, I showered, I got ready. And, you know, went down there like around 8 o'clock, I guess. Took the bike down there. It was early, so I like stopped in the bar, had a glass of water, hydrated a little bit, and then went to the show. And I met um, one of the women, uh, new girls, I didn't know, uh, Maddie Wiener. And I met her, like I met, a, you know, the Todd, ba- uh, Todd Barry was at the table. I met this other new girl, Angela. I met a couple of the new comics, and we were really hitting it off, and they were very nice. A couple people that were going to be on my show, a couple people that weren't. I was having a good time and feeling really good about myself that I was, you know, hosting one of the shows. So I go over to the bar and they got a new manager there who I, he's like, oh, we have a mutual friend. And he was really nice. And his name is Pete. And so he was terrific to work with and everything was great. And then, you know, there's like so there's six comics on the show. And which is surprising. There's usually five. There's six or seven. I, I don't know. And, you know, of course, I wanted Jeff to come on. So I said, well, why don't you, you know, the show's supposed to start at 9.30. It starts around 9.50. And I can't get anybody else in. I feel bad. My sister's waiting online. I mean, she's obviously going to come in. And then I had some other friends standing outside and, you know, ugh, drunkenly being like, but I'm friends with the host. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble again. And I felt bad I couldn't let them in. I got to see Paul Lauren. He was at the bar with us, me and Alon. And... The show went off completely swimmingly. It was a great show. But I, I was worried because then the guy goes, hey, Godfrey wants to do a spot. And I'm like, well, that's great. But I also have Jeff doing the spot. 
which I guess Liz didn't know, but if you remember correctly, Estee said, if Jeff is going to come, then tell him he can come and do the game with you. And I'm like, well, that'd be great. But then they said to put Jeff on at the end. Now, this is a thing I'm telling you now because this comes to fruition later on. So they want, so I said to Jeff to come around 10.30 or 11. I thought he'd come right in the middle, like around 10.15, something like that. But then they told me, they, I, I guess Liz said, put him on at the end. And I really, if we were going to play the game, I wanted to put him on in the middle. But they said, put him on at the end, and then we'll put Godfrey on too. And I'm like, ugh. Well, if I put him on at the end, I mean, playing the game then would be completely useless. It was a two-hour show. I mean, we pretty much went from 10 to midnight, maybe even longer. It was two hours, but it was great. I, I think I did really good. I kept the show moving. Everybody was really terrific. All the comics were good. What is it? Uh, Andrew Schultz. Uh, uh, so what's, what's that kid's name? Um, Jean-Marco. Uh, this this Maggie Matt, Maddie Weiner was really terrific. Daniel Simonson. It was a quality show at the cellar, and that's what I said at the end. I'm like, look, I know we did a long show, but I mean, come on, that's pretty good for 14 bucks, right? Two hours, you got to sit there, and and I don't think anybody was bored. But if I had done the game, first of all, Jeff also did this set, and he's like, can I do 20 minutes? And I'm like, hey. Uh, that's a disaster because you know we had so many people on but I'm, I want to let him do what he wants and then he started kind of doing his one man show talking about his grandfather I thought he was going to pick up the pace a little bit but he had a whole nother agenda planned which was fine I mean it's great it's just again the, the, the game would not have fit in the middle of or even after his act it just wouldn't have and you know by then I, I wanted people to leave it would have been a horrible idea to have the game at that point at at midnight and then another comic it just it might have worked but i made a game time decision to not do it and today i got a text from esty saying why didn't you do the game i don't don't know how she found out i i guess maybe she watched the tape i don't know what happened she goes you said if jeff came you were going to do the game with him and i said esty I made a game time decision and I thought the right move was to not do the, it was very late. I didn't want to say the show was going long because it wasn't my fault and that was her worst fear. And I felt the audience, you know, we we had already put on a a, a long show and it it wasn't a smart move. And I said, I, I actually thought you'd be proud of my decision. And then she just kept, you know, coming at me saying like, yeah, but you were, only able to host because you said you were going to do the game and see how it worked. And I said, I understand that, but the game only works in like the middle of the show. It's not after everybody wants to go home already. You know, it's it, it, it's got to be in the third or fourth person. Otherwise, people are just done. It just would have been, you know, two hours in and then be like, all right, everybody, now get ready. We're going to play a game and... You know what I mean? And I, I thought I was doing the right thing. But now apparently, I guess that's it. I said, could you know, is it possible you could give me another chance and, and, and please use one of the people I asked for, you know, like Yamanika or I even said Brian Scott McFadden, who I've spoken to about it. And if you put them in the third or fourth spot, then I can do this and show you how it's going to work. And no response after that. I think she's really upset. I think it's a uh, thing where she could be like, see, Noam, he doesn't listen. He took advantage. If that's the way she wants to look at it, I, I can't help myself anymore. I mean, I the only reason I didn't do it is because it, there, there, it, it is just a you understand. I know you know. I know you know. I wouldn't want to put myself in that position to fuck up anything at the cellar, but you got to be kidding me. They've been they they've been sitting outside, remember, waiting to get in since about nine fifteen, maybe earlier. The show didn't start till nine fifty or so, maybe even later. And now it's midnight, and then you want to start with nonsense. 
nonsense that I want to do, which I think will work. But I, I didn't know she would. When she told me she was going to do this, I didn't know she was going to put on an extra comic. I thought it was five comics. And the third one did this. Meanwhile, I hadn't spoken to the other people in between that she put on. I, I specifically said, can you please put on Yamanika because she's expecting to do the game. And then it wouldn't work. She goes, well, if Jeff shows up, you can put him in. If I could have put Jeff up third, we could have completely done the game. But I was told I cannot put Jeff in the middle. So what, what am I supposed to do? Then Jeff was mad at me because he goes, why didn't you just make it a regular spot? I said, because you said you might go home and asked he didn't want to disappoint people if you were on the schedule. And he goes, well, I told you that a week ago. And I'm like, well, that's when she makes the schedule. So everybody was upset with me and I was just trying to do the best I could. But it was still a quality show. Like the audience would have no idea there was any of this behind the scenes nonsense. I think I ran a good show. I think I did a good job. And I think the audience liked me unless there are emails that are coming out somewhere from somebody who for some reason hates me. But I guess the great Dave Juskow make me laugh experiment is over. Unless for some reason Noam gives me another chance somehow. Or I have to wait for that McDonald's thing to open so we can try again. I don't know why she's so angry at this. I don't know why she's so angry at me. I made it very clear why it didn't work or why I wasn't going to try it. And I certainly wasn't going to try it with somebody I didn't know that didn't know about it. I mean, maybe I could have tried it with the person I knew the most. Ryan Hamilton was on the show. I forgot about that. He was in the perfect slot. But he didn't know about it. I can't just spring it on him and say, hey, do you want to try this? And he's not ready. Maybe I should have... But she wanted me to only play... You know what? There was no way to win with this. So that's what happened to me just before I went on today. She texted me this morning because I had emailed her and said, thanks, thank you. I, I think it went well. And then texted me with this. And that's the funny thing. You know, like, how'd she even find out? Uh, did she ask somebody or did she look at the tape? Who knows? I really felt I made a best, the best decision for the club. What are you going to do? I said a little, the rest is a riddle. I nights too short to say it all. Play it again and say it all. You know the punchline. But that night, before all that happened, we had a great show. I was thrilled when it was over. It was so long. And me and Godfrey (laughs) and Matt Richards, I don't know if you remember him. He used to host HQ, but he's also a comic that's working in Cellar now. Well, he's also a magician. Oh, and this girl, Stephanie, who was taking photos of everything, who I was actually going to have on the Tuesday show this week, but I got sick. Girl, Stephanie Spindell. She does a lot of photography, does a lot of videos. She's been shooting for the Today Show. She's really cute, and and I like her. And she asked if she could take pictures, and they seemed to let her work there at the cellar and take photos. So she has a lot of bunch, a bunch of photos we were going to show on the Tuesday Show, but I got to say maybe she'll be on this Tuesday. I don't know. But the uh, the four of us were hanging out, and and Matt's uh, friend, another friend, and Matt Richards does close up magic. And I love close-up magic. I mean, I just love it. I am a big magic nerd when somebody is like a Matt Richards who's actually funny. The The, the worst part is like we went, remember the most, uh, what is it, M- Monday Night Magic with a bunch of douchebags who think they're funny and they're so not funny. Like they might be good mu- magicians, but their comedy is so bad. So here's a guy whose comedy is really good. He's not trying to be funny, but he's just, he's a good magician. And he had cards and he had a whole bunch of stuff. And he was, it was just the five of us. And it was like the best part of the night. He was amazing. He was doing those tricks. I don't know whether you guys saw Hard Knocks this week. And I know you haven't. I know you haven't been watching. I told you about it last week. I'm obviously obsessed with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So at the beginning of Hard Knocks this week, I'm telling you, you might want to watch just for these certain segments. Hard Knocks training camp with the Jets. It's on HBO Max. Or whatever the hell that shit is called now. If this week opens with Oz Perlman, I think that's his name. 
He was on America's Got Talent. He's a mentalist. And it opens with him at the Jets thing doing those mentalist tricks. And he calls one of the guys up. He goes, now name somebody you want to, you think you, if you go to the Super Bowl, name somebody you want to play in the Super Bowl and beat. And he goes, the 49ers. And he goes, what do you think the score will be? 31-21. And, you know, the guy's got it on the board playing the 49 And everybody's like, oh! And, you know, like the black guys, oh! <laughs> it's like the best. Like, whoa! <laughs> so, I know it sounds horrible. They, you know, get overly excited, which is, makes it even better. And uh, it really is great. And that's what Matt Richards was doing on Monday. It was amazing. We were going crazy. He was like doing stuff. He's like, now check your pocket. Like that kind of stuff. Like, whoa! <laughs> it was great. We were going nuts. He was really good. And I'm like, Matt, wh where can I see you just do Do you ever do regular magic shows or are you just always sticking to comedy? He's like, no, I do. But I don't know where. But I'd love to see him. But yeah, you got to see this. Uh, this Hard Knocks. It's so great. Oh, my God. Hard Knocks, by the way, on two. Again. Not only did they have this guy come on, and it was so fun to see this guy with the, you know, all the guys. That, uh, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? Because it's you know, the, the reactions are absolutely private, and it is amazing. You're sitting there going, "Come on!" That's always my reaction. Oh, get out! You know, I'm just as excited. But at the end, at the end, I don't. Was it the offensive coordinator? I can't remember. I think the offensive coordinator. He's talking. He's talking to the. I don't remember who it was. But it's a guy, it's on Hard Knocks, and he's showing a film to all these kids. You know, there maybe, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the oldest, okay? So he's almost 40, if he's, if not 40 already. Everyone else is in their 20s, pretty much. Maybe early 30s. And the coordinator has a PowerPoint presentation on how everyone in this room, are you ready for this? Seriously? Because maybe I should have finished what we were doing, and but I... I this this is the greatest thing you're ever going to hear. This is why this Hard Knocks thing and the Jets, how would I not love them this year? I mean, this, this is fantastic. He's doing a PowerPoint presentation on how the young kids or everybody in that room, if you're going to be a New York Jet, you have to familiar yourself with Leslie Nielsen. We've been trying our best to get you guys educated on everything football, right? The biggest problem I have, Aaron, is we have not done a good job of teaching them about movies. Mm. Welcome to Cinema Sunday, educating an underprivileged generation in the art of moving pictures. You guys need to know who Leslie Nielsen is. His highly acclaimed films include Airplane, which we quote quite a bit, Naked Gun, which we quote quite a bit, Naked Gun 2 and a half and 33 and a third, <laughs> as well as Spy Hard, He's considered the king of one-liners in movies. And just to give you a, a couple examples here. I'm Lieutenant Frank Rabbit, police squad. Bingo. <laughs> I had to get a message to police squad. This thing was turning into more than I could handle by myself. No phone and mild from civilization. My prospects look bleaker than a gerbil's in a bathhouse. You ever seen Naked Gun? Leslie, uh... Oh, that dude's fucking crazy. Airplane? Yeah, airplane guy. He, uh, so he's like, he's mic'd up for like a big conference or like, you know, he's talking to the city about the case or something. And he le leaves his mic hot and he goes to the bathroom and he's like peeing. So funny. You heard me right. You have to familiarize yourself with the movies Airplane, Naked Gun, Naked Gun 2 and a half, and Naked Gun 33 and a third. And you can also go beyond that. And, and he mentions that. And you have to familiarize yourself with Leslie Nielsen. He, it, it, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. It made me so happy. And he's showing them scenes from the movie, uh, whether it's from Airplane or Naked Gun. And the guys are laughing hysterically. And I'm laughing hysterically knowing that the younger generation is laughing hysterically at that. And then last night, I watched Airplane. It just happened to be on. And I was like, yeah, good for this guy. Good for this guy. I'm like, you know what? 
I got to do I, the way he was saying it. I'm like, I'm the worst teacher ever. This is the way I should pre- I should be presenting to my students. You need to familiarize yourself with Big John, Little John. Uh, now, this is a show <laughs> with uh, Rob Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and uh, Stan Spornak and Stanley Spornak from the Golden Girls. As you can plainly see One minute he's 40 The next he's 33 Big John keeps a-changing Before your very eyes He's 25 and then 19 Then 12 years old inside Big John, little John What a way to grow He drank a little drink And that magic water Is the thing that made him shrink Now even when he's little John He never knows just when Zap, he'll change and rearrange And he's Big John again Of course, nobody will understand any of those references And I'm like, and uh, Robbie Rist and turns into uh, Stan Spornak, Stanley Spornak from the Golden Girls, uh, and he can't switch back and he goes back and forth, and that's what I, that's what I would be telling. You have to familiarize yourself with the eight episodes of this show. It's very important, otherwise I, I I cannot teach this class anymore. I mean that's the equivalent of the. I love that this guy. I mean this is fantastic. I'd give anything if I can get this guy on the. I mean I should be doing that. For the Jets, if I knew somebody in the organization, I should have said, you should have let me come up with a PowerPoint presentation to entertain. Because apparently that's what they do, you know? I mean, it's beautiful. Training camp, it's beautiful. Training camp can't all be numbers and working out and tough and the, and the pep talks. It's got to be a little relaxation too. I think they're doing it just right. Boy, I'll tell you, if the Jets... If they're not the same old Jets, it's really watching them work is uh, very entertaining. Uh, I'm glad they're putting comedy into it. It really is exactly what's needed, and you gotta love it. And when that guy said, "You've got to be, you've got to become familiar with us," you cannot play for the New York Jets if you are not familiar with the work of Leslie Nielsen. Do you people understand me? We are going to the Super Bowl, but we cannot do that unless you are familiar. I mean, that is just fucking awesome. You guys my hero. You need to familiarize yourself with the work of Leslie Nielsen. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. I love this guy. Just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Anyway, after everything was finished, I was supposed to meet some more friends and my friends Tiffany and Mel at the, I think it's called the Ale House. Somewhere it's across the street from the Comedy Cellar. So I'd never been there before. It's like a downstairs bar. And I went there and my friends were there, but we were so late already. But then uh, I finally had my first beer of the night and then my second beer and I had a third, right? But I wasn't like, I was obviously getting uh, out of it but i still felt pretty good i was like wide awake and then i was with my friend stephanie and i was with my friend chris murphy and eric bronstein and stuff and a couple of people but the girls didn't show up which was upsetting but my other friends from the bar did but they were so hammered already because they couldn't get into the show so they went out drinking oh, i'm talking about paradox and bigfoot they came by they were fine their other friend rebecca not so much but Paradox and Bigfoot were great. Bigfoot is a great guy. <laughs> I know, it's funny, right? He's a sweet guy. And uh, it was great to see them and just kind of have a, a drink or something, even though I'm like, oh, my God, it's so late. But I was expecting it to be late. And then I went back to the cellar. It was pouring rain, so they couldn't. we couldn't leave for a while. But then after it finished, we went back to the cell. The cell was just letting out. So it must have been 2 o'clock now. The cell was just letting out, which is why... Maybe I could do an 11.30 show on a Monday. 
It's letting out, again, you know, we're by the shed. There's rats and mice, homeless people yelling. They, they, the, the managers there are yelling at this guy, and he's saying, fuck you to everybody. It's, it's so awful there, so awful. And we wait for everybody to leave, and it's just me and Stephanie and Jeff and Dave and uh, Ari Shafir, and we're all just hanging out on that stoop on the right side of the cellar, you know, hanging out. He's smoking. You know, we're just talking. And, you know, that is kind of the, with Jeff there, it's always a lot of fun. It's kind of the best part of the night. You know, I'm usually, that's where I'm panicked, where I'm like, dude, I got to get home. But this is kind of nice. Again, hanging out on the street. The only thing that's missing, we're not hanging out on the car. We're hanging out, making each other laugh, having a good time, laughing at the weirdos on the streets, all that kind of stuff. So many homeless, same homeless guy keeps coming up to you. He doesn't know what day it is. Like, oh, you got any money? You got a cigarette? You know, you feel bad, but I mean, it's the same guys. And some of them are very aggressive. How do you not get sick, you know, with all these people in your face? And then uh, Dave was kind enough to drive me home, which I'm like, D- you don't have to do that. But he's like, no, I don't mind because he's up all night anyway. It really doesn't matter. And boy, what a help that was. So I could at least get home by, I don't know, five uh, and I'm like, and you knew the plan. The plan was to wake wake up in a half hour, go to work, and then do the um, the Comedy Cellar nightly show from the cellar. That was the initial plan. And I said to myself, I am going to make myself so sick if I wake up in a half hour. I'm setting my alarm for seven. I'm going to work the first bit from home. And I'll get down there maybe about 11 o'clock or something. You know, I'll take my lunch hour at 11 and get down there by noon or something, you know, just so I can, you know, be in the office. Because you got to have a mandatory three days a week. And then I realized, I think I'm not feeling well at all. And I told my manager, I would have called in sick today, but I know everybody's sick. So I didn't want to call in. So I think they appreciated that. And then they knew I was like really sick. And then I had a fever and everything, and that's why that's why I couldn't do the nightly show from this. I'm like, I can't even go down after four o'clock. I have to stay home. Things aren't going well for me here. I made myself crazy. And for what purpose? What purpose was that to do? Just to make sure I guess I wanted to go out in a blaze of glory, knowing I was never going to work the comedy cellar again. I guess until ST retires, and even then, who knows how it will be. What are you going to do? On the le- Oh, so let me just, uh, with the bonus show, obviously I'll have a bonus show today. Maybe I'll put out a bonus show next week that'll come out for you Patreon subscribers because, well, for one, you're a Patreon subscriber, so why not? Give you a little something extra even when I'm not working. And I got to finish off the photos. I want to finish off the photos so we're clean to go for September. I want to get them all out. And there's a lot, obviously. So I want to get them all set up. So by September 5th, we're all on schedule again. Even though I love keeping them loose. So there's so so much to talk about every time. But last week's bonus show was like, what was it, like 11 or 16 minutes? I mean, it was insane. So I think I can split it up into two. And that way I can put one together next week too. So you'll have a little something which you deserve for paying for this ridiculous podcast, but I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it and thank you so much for doing so for those of you who do. And those of you who don't, you definitely should because the pictures are fun and they're good. It's me and pictures of uh, celebrities and uh, regular, and my mother. I'm going to show you a picture of my mother. My mother. But you'll be able to see us at dinner at Wolfgang's, me and Jeff and Dave and, of course, my classic uh, I think I've got a trilogy of pictures of Jeff eating the rest of the steak bone, which I try and take every time. He loves eating that bone, and I love watching him eat it. So there's those kind of photos and uh, lots more on uh, Just Gal the City to come. This uh, So tonight, there we will definitely be in the studio, and unfortunately the last week, but at least whatever. One time is good in the studio for the Comedy Seller Nightly Show. I'll get a guest of some sort because it'll be great. And then we'll figure stuff out for the fall football season. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm so excited. My classes start in two weeks. I'll let you know how that is because I can't even wait. The fall is jam-packed with fun. 
before we leave, let me just take this time, as you know, I love the season-ending finale. So really feel it's like, a, you know, you know the way I feel about this if you've listened to me in this pocket for a long time. The fall is the start. The fall's better than January, you know? Fall is the best. It's a brand new start for everybody. It's the Jewish New Year. I'm not celebrating for that reason. I just love it. It's a fun time of the year. You know how fast it goes, just like this summer did for some reason. I, I just want to thank everybody that's been listening, people that either Instagram me or email me, friends of this podcast in the sense of that I've met over the years that have become my friends that are so kind and, and listen every week and give me notes or, or tell me nice things or even the things they think that would help me in the future or, or, or consider my, my well-being. I, I just can't thank you enough. Many of you have become my actual friends in life, which is really terrific. You never thought doing just a regular podcast about some goofy guy that lives in New York City could warrant so many nice people. And it really is a, a privilege and uh, I, that's why I just keep doing the podcast for you because even though you're, again, doing it at home in your room and you don't think anybody's listening, which is why I get into trouble all the time, I do know at the end of the day that a lot of you are, and I know some of you, and I don't know some of you from maybe around the world, but I'd like to know some of you, so always uh, drop me a line somehow, whether on Instagram or Dave Just Got Fans at Gmail. And say hello, because I'd love to hear from you, whether it's through this podcast or Billy Joel, because as Alan and I have been finding, we've been meeting some really great people. So thank you all, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your summer, and let's go into September full blast and ready for action. Oh, it's going to be a good fall. It's going to be a good rest of 2023. If you're a big Dave Juskow fan, as I am, yeah. I'll let you know how Back to the Future is and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be great. So, I'll see everybody on September 5th. Have a wonderful rest of your summer. I know I already said it, but I really mean it. And I'll see you next time on Just Gallant the City. Good night, everybody. 